0: Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're, I don't know, your mailbox is sort of piling up now with some uh, campaign information, election information. I hope that you've been so inundated with election information that uh, it's like a broken record, right? That, that you're almost tired of getting reminders and uh, encouragements. uh, But something tells me based on my experience that that's not the case, because I've been doing this work for close to 20 years. And every year I run into people that I know well, that have been involved in elections and that care about voting. And they're like, oh, there's an election tomorrow. So I imagine you probably haven't been inundated. Now, maybe some people have, you know, maybe some people have gotten a little bit more information uh, than others, but we're going to talk about those issues because we want to make sure that you know the importance and the value that churches and Christians and people of faith have when it comes to elections. And so if you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, in the media. And we're celebrating 10 years of doing that with Texas Values this year. As a matter of fact, our gala is on November 11th, up in the dallas area where we we will have an event we're announcing in the houston area but we got an event on november 11th you want to check that out tickets are still available Well, we've got a great guest today to talk to us about the importance of churches as it relates to elections, I'll talk a little bit about what churches can do in the freedom. And he'll talk a lot about what he's been doing for years. And so we're excited to have back our great friend, Steve Riggle, along with his wife, Becky. He is the senior pastor and their senior pastors together at Grace, Wood, excuse me, Grace Woodlands, a wonderful church up in the north part of Houston, just north of Houston, close uh, to the woodlands in the Shenandoah area. I was there a couple of weeks ago for a great event, the Texas Youth Summit, and got to see Pastor Riggle there. Pastor Riggle, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, it's good to spend some time with you too during this busy season. Uh, look, I mean, people have kids. You got football. You've got other activities going on. You got people getting prepared for uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. But November eighth is coming very soon, and and some of those things we care about, you could legitimately say, are on the line, or are going to be decided based on who people vote for. And when we get around this time of year. Pastor Riggle. And if you're not familiar with, with Grace Woodlands and, and Pastor Steve Riggle, he has been doing church ministry work for decades and one of the most um, widely recognized voice and individuals, certainly in the greater Houston area throughout Texas and with some history and ministry in California and other parts of our country. And so we're glad to have him on. And we know he's been involved in these conversations for many years. As a matter of you might recall a few years ago, his sermons were subpoenaed by the uh, mayor of the city of Houston, the Houston Five, as they were calling them at that time. So he's no stranger to these issues. But we get around this time, Pastor Riggle, and sometimes what you have is churches and church leaders and Christians, all of a sudden they get nervous. What can I do? Is this okay? They And they get so worried that they end up doing nothing, and they end up not talking about the issues, and they let fear overtake them. And I understand that can happen, uh, but there's there's a lot of good information to let people know, oh, there's a lot of freedom on these issues. So talk to us a little bit about uh, this time of year and really the importance of Christians
1: engaging when it comes to elections. Well, I think uh, there are just a few fundamental questions that uh, everyone should answer. A church should answer, pastors should answer, and individuals should answer. Uh, The first thing to take into consideration is the only thing I can think of that everyone in the country would agree on is that we are a deeply divided nation right now. I've never seen it like this in my adult lifetime. And so with that, someone's values will reign. Someone's going to prevail. And you have to ask yourself the question, whose values do I wanna live under? Do I I wanna live under the, the values of a woke cancel culture that gives me actually no freedom to have a biblical worldview, a true biblical worldview, that the, the current uh, culture uh, that is uh, attempted to be pushed on us by the democratic side would cancel every biblical value and so Christians first, they need to know that. That's not, that's not hype. That's just reality. And uh, the second thing is, uh, I think you have to decide, is the church under the jurisdiction of the government or is it under God? Yeah. And uh, so if the, church, if the church is a higher authority, and our founders certainly thought so, one of the reasons they came is so there would not be a state-sponsored government church, but the church would be free to worship God as they saw fit. And so uh, the third thing would be in America, uh, I just made a video for another ministry uh, to help get out the vote. And I said on there, every Sunday, I have the great honor of speaking to the king in America. They're all sitting in the pews. Because our forefathers in a great uh, government experiment decided that we would be governed from the bottom up when all of the world had been governed from the top down. And so uh, you as the voter, you're the king, you decide who's going to represent us, who's going to make the laws, whose values will reign. So if you don't vote, you are abdicating your role, your primary role as an American citizen to decide who will govern us.
0: Well, and we're talking with Pastor Steve Riggle, he is a senior pastor at Grace Woodlands. He is certainly a leader when it comes to demonstrating and putting into action, not only his faith, but the leadership of showing the importance and what you can do when you're the pastor of a church, talking about elections, talking about the importance of deciding and talking about the details of particular candidates so people know what to expect and what to be thinking about and how it connects to issues biblically. And we see it. I mean, when's the last time we had a statewide election and there was 100 percent turnout? I don't know that it's ever happened. So every cycle we see a substantial percentage of people that don't vote. And a lot of times that percentage can be very high amongst the Christian population in our own state. And a lot of people think of Texas as a part of the Bible belt or, you know, very conservative or very Christian conservative. And yet you still see a lot of Christians that decide not to go to go vote, they forget to vote, or they seem to think, you know, well, I'm not sure really if this is the right role for me as a Christian. I was interviewed earlier this week, Pastor Riggle, by a reporter from the Swiss National Radio. Okay. This gentleman came into town into Texas for two days to interview a, a couple of different people to learn a little bit more about our process and what Christians think. And we were talking about some of that history of our country and how that's always been about what we've been about as religious freedom. But if we have uh, and leaving the king, right, um, at that time, not our king, um, our savior, Jesus Christ, right? And so and your point is the people are the king in the United States, right? The power is in the hands of the people if they operate, right, if they execute it, if they demonstrate it, if they um, get involved in it, but if they don't participate, oftentimes the person that you don't agree with or that doesn't agree with your values can get elected and then your ability to have that influence or to have your values respected uh, is taken away. And you saw that, right? And, and And I hadn't talked to you about this in a while, right? But I made that reference to the mayor of Houston all those years ago, But I mean, when you've got someone like her that was in elective office in that time, that's what you can see happen when you have an elected official that doesn't respect the religious freedom rights of churches and Christians. We could see that happen again um, in in this election cycle with with how the things turn out. But we also see the life issue coming up a lot, right? People talking about that being something that voters are going to look at to decide who they're going to vote for in this election cycle.
1: Well, that's absolutely true. And arguably, this may be the most important election, though it's a midterm that we've ever been in, because you'd have to ask yourself the question with all of the things that's happened in the last two years by people in government who seem to care absolutely care less what the populace thinks, uh, can we take two more years of the kinds of restrictions and uh, uh, things that are added to us and the things that are taken from us. Relative to the life issue, when uh, uh, I, I'm not quite sure how a Bible Christian, believing Christian could vote for any politician of any party who, who in any way would countenance the taking of a life, of the unborn, of those who are, uh, who are the least among us and who need the most protection. They are the most vulnerable. In our population. If you believe God is the author of life, the creator of life. When Governor Newsom from California decides to put a billboard up in other states, including Texas, and it says, if you need an abortion, come to California. And then he adds a verse from the Bible. That is a sacrilege against the creator of life. When I saw that, uh, I decided to design our own billboard, which we have right out in front of our church, Yeah, what does your billboard say? Our billboard says with a picture of a newborn baby. The baby is actually the baby of our executive pastor here at the church. She's seven weeks old, and it says, do I matter? Uh, God says yes. Abortion says no. And then the statement is, uh, you say what you believe by your vote. That's how we will know what you say, how you vote, not what you talk about but how you vote. And uh, so uh, we, uh, in a statement to our church, I reminded Governor Newsom that there was another verse he should remember. It is the sixth commandment, thou shalt not murder. And so somewhere you have to come to the place where you cannot sit on the sideline and vote for a party that would allow a baby to be born And sit on a tray for up to uh, twenty some hours, and then die. Yeah, it's it's awful. Is that the kind of people we have become in this nation? And if your answer is no, then you better vote. Yeah, look, and I mean, and and
0: uh, you see more attention around the issue because earlier this year. Roe versus Wade was overturned by the Dobbs v. Jackson case out of Mississippi. And some people think that court decision says, oh, now abortion is illegal throughout the country. That's not what happened. The Supreme Court said, we're no longer making this decision. Now it's up to the states. We're no longer saying that there's a constitutional right to an abortion. Now we've largely settled that in the state of Texas for now. But there are some people that if they're in the office, they're going to try to reverse that because that power still does reside in the state. It also resides at the federal level. We see some people at the federal level, including uh, President Biden and others that are trying to put Roe versus Wade back into law because they're so obsessed with it. It's such a big part of their belief and their value system, if you can even call it that on this issue. And many of them do believe that abortion through all nine months, even if a baby survives abortion, is okay. And it's tragic, but we have a role and a responsibility to be able to tell people the truth. You're able to do that from the pulpit. Um, How is that? Tell us a little bit about how that's been going and some of the things that you hear from members of your church when you're able to talk about these issues and give them information that maybe they didn't have before.
1: Well, we we spent a Sunday on life after this billboard came up. And so I, I took the message time to, uh, to, bring, to bring a biblical message yeah. on why we believe in life and why that's the position that anyone with a biblical worldview will take. And then I had our, uh, our executive pastor's wife who was adopted three, at three days old She was put up for adoption. She, uh, her siblings, she had a younger sibling, an older sibling who were both aborted. Hmm. And so she has a very poignant story. And then she has this new baby. So it's not just about the life of the baby. It's about the potential life of the baby's baby someday down the road. And so I I think that uh, we need to make the message clear. So here at Grace, uh, we have a community impact team they, they meet every Saturday. They're, they're a group of volunteers. They research all the issues, the candidates, uh, things that we feel like the congregation needs to be informed on. And then we disseminate that uh, to the church. We ask our, our congregation to read the platforms of both political parties, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. We recently passed out a statement in regard to the issues of, of the sanctity of life of marriage, of the, these things that are biblical values. And we put on that the, the what, what is said in the Democrat platform, what is said in the Republican. This, this isn't each of them hurling arrows at the other. This is their statement. This is what they say they believe. So we inform the congregation that way. We register. Now, that date just passed, but every year we register people to vote who are not registered. And so... Um, uh, so we will even have uh, candidates come and uh, uh, share where they're coming from. Right now, we are very, uh, we're very interested in our local school board because for whatever reason, the school district refuses to remove books that are pornographic. And uh, even if a parent can call and restrict their child's access to that, what in the world are we doing Uh, allowing pornography to be available to our students in school. So we're backing a slate of school board candidates who will turn that around in our school district here. Look, and these are
0: all issues that are happening right now. People don't realize it too. There are some school board elections this cycle that are in November. Um, In other parts of the state, they vote on that in May but other parts of the state, your school board member is on the ballot in November. And there's some great resources out there. If people wanna find out a little bit more about where the candidates stand on the issues, Um, We have a resource that we direct people to called Free Voters Guide, where you can find out a little bit about the history of some different people. But and it takes some time to do this. And I think that's what's so valuable that you're putting forward resources. You're giving people information and 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 sort of shortcutting things or uh, giving them an opportunity to see that without everyone feeling like they've got to do. Um, a lot of their own individual research, and so and, and the church has always had this role before. And this is one of the things that concerns me a lot. We're talking to Pastor Steve Riggle. He is senior pastor at Grace Woodlands, just north of the Houston area. And it, this is what bothers me a lot is I I hear about the life issue, and people say, you know, well that's a political issue. Should the church be talking about that? And I'm like, it's not a political issue. It's a moral issue. And to your point, it's a biblical issue. Now people have have uh, certainly put this in the in between the issues or they've involved it in things related that are political. But the issue itself is not a political issue. It's a moral issue and it's an issue of life and death.
1: Exactly right. And I would just say uh, thank you for, for weighing into that because that was going to be the point I wanted to make here. Uh, I would just say to anyone who watches this that if you, if you are hiding behind the political uh, things that are being branded political. If your pastor, if your pastor uses the political word to not take a stand on biblical issues, issues like life, issues like marriage, issues like gender, you know, according to the scripture, there is only male and female. Right. The Bible is expressly clear on that. And so if you have a pastor who won't address these issues and he uses that, well, these are politics you need to say to him respect or her respectfully. These are biblical issues. They are, before they they would ever be considered in the political realm, these are issues that God has already given his position on. And as a believer, as a Christian, I'm standing because the Bible is my guide. It's It's not the Republicans and it's not the Democrats. I am first a biblical Christian and because of that, These are moral values. They are not political. And we will stand on the side of God's morality always. Well, and if
0: we don't do that, there's some people that will they will continue to co-opt it as a political issue. Then they'll continue to control it. And then they'll continue to convince people by making these things legal that it's not that big of a deal. You know, that's what a lot of people feel like. and and thought for the life issue for a long time. Well, surely if it's legal, it must be okay. I'm not doing anything wrong. And with the advancement of technology and over time, so many of those people realize they were misled, they were duped, and you can't go back on that, right? There's no going back on that once the baby's life has been ended and that child has been murdered. And so those are tough consequences, but we can learn from those things and continue to educate people on these important issues. And the churches have always had a role in this. And so with Pastor Steve Riggles' help and ours, we want to continue to encourage people and particularly church leaders. um, If the least that you could do is just remind people there is an election in this season, that election day is November 8th, it could make really a tremendous impact on people being informed that there's an election and that their values are on the line, on the ballot. Pastor Riggle, I know you're going to do your part, and I know you'll continue to encourage other church leaders, but I also just want to say thank you, because I know sometimes um, when you're, you know, at the front of the line, you're, you know, you're the one that's doing a lot of that hard work. Sometimes there can be a lot of criticism or a lot of questioning and doubt, but I know that leadership also, I believe, will inspire other people to say, you know what? I see what Pastor Riggle's doing. I can do that too. I want to do the same in my community. And so, and particularly with the billboard, right? I mean, going to that, and I know it's right there by your property, so the proximity certainly helps. Um, But I just want to say thank you for continuing to do that. You and your wife, Becky, all the team over at Grace Woodlands continue to do a great job and set the standard, and we appreciate that.
1: Thank you. Nice to be with
0: you. Well, it's good to speak with Pastor Riggle. We're going to let him go. I've got a couple of minutes left. I want to do some wrap up and talk about some other events that were happening related to some elections. But thank you, Pastor Steve Riggle, for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. All right, I've got just a few minutes left, and I want to tell you about a couple of other things that are going on across the state. Next week, I'm going to be in the Plano area. We are members of our team, Prestonwood Baptist Church. Speaking of another church that's not afraid to talk about the issues, to let people know about the elections. Prestonwood Baptist Church up in Plano, led by our great friend, uh, Pastor Jack Graham, is having a candidate forum. You'll get to hear from the candidates, okay, from one side or the other. Where do they stand on the issues? Why are they involved? Why are they running? That event starts at 530. There's a meet and greet, and I think around six or so, the formal presentation starts. I'm one of the MCs for the event, along with my good friend, Dan Panetti. So that is Tuesday, October 18th, Tuesday, October 18th. That's next week up in Prestonwood, Plano, Prestonwood Baptist Church. And I believe it's a free event. There's no no cost to attend. I don't think there's any admission charge. We would like to try to get people to register. So we've got some idea of how many people are going to be there. But there have been three, 400 people before. Um, And so we'll usually get some really good turnouts. So um, and if you're a candidate in that area and you want to, um, you know, to have some visibility and you want to meet people, I think there's still an opportunity to do that. And so but that's Tuesday, October 18th at Prestonwood Baptist Church from 530 to 8. There's a meet and greet, I think, from 530 to 6. People are going to be going around, introducing themselves. And then the formal part of the event, I believe, starts around 6 or 615. Check our Facebook event page for those details. That's going to be Tuesday um, October 18th. And so I'm excited about being uh, back there pressing with this is something that we try to do every two years. And also I want for the people for other churches out there, we've got a great project called the Honoring God Toolkit. Okay, You can go to our website. There's a link for it. You can get those resources. This is for churches to know what can you do, what can you talk about. We've got a, a document there called Churches and Elections, but it also gives you some talking points. And there's also a great video that's a part of it. Maybe you want to show a video um, on Sunday or at some other church meeting during the week where you can find out the history and really get inspired about why it's so important for Christians in churches to be involved and to have their voice heard and participate in the election cycle. You know, I think some people, maybe it's by people that are, um, you know, don't have the best uh, ideas and are trying to mislead people. They want to scare churches. Oh, my gosh, you shouldn't do that. What if you get in trouble? What's the IRS going to say? And they create, you know, purposely create this uh, environment and element of fear that churches almost like run from any of this information when uh, they've always had a role in it and it's legal to do it check out our honoring God toolkit. You can get some of that information. We put that together. That's being used across the country, not just in the state of Texas, but we want to make it easy for So You don't have to create these things on your own and think, well, I'm not sure what to say, or what if I use the wrong words, or what if I misstep? Check out our honoring God toolkit. You'll have all the information you need there. Um, uh, I mentioned this earlier, again, for our friends up in North Texas, we're going to have an event Uh, our annual gala with Kaylee McEnany. This is the former White House, Trump White House press secretary, um, who's doing wonderful work. She's got a great book out uh, talking about her Christian faith, her pro-life walk and uh, views as well. She's going to be our keynote speaker and we're excited about having her. I think she's got a show now on Fox News that you can see her once a week, I believe on Fridays. So that is Friday, November 11th. So which tells you she's going to get off the set and then fly straight to Texas, Uh, For our event, so you don't want to miss that. We still got some tickets available, but this event sells out every year, so don't be left out in the cold if you will on this event. Friday, November 11th, and we're going to be celebrating 10 years. Right, we're going to continue during a lot of our events to celebrate 10 years of Texas Values. We might have something special that night to celebrate the 10 years. We'll be giving out our annual Kelly Shackleford Award. This is as someone who's not an elected official, but has demonstrated some type of leadership on the issues of religious freedom, marriage and family, or pro life in the state of Texas, typically over the past year. So you don't want to miss that. It's going to be a great night, uh, Friday, November 11th, up in the Dallas area, the Texas Values Annual Gala. We're going to be doing an event in Houston soon, too. We'll be announcing that Very soon. And check out our website too, just to get reminders about what's going on on the election issues, right? What's going on um, when you see things come up in the media, when people are talking about some of these issues and also um, how they could relate to the election. And don't forget, legislative session starts in January. Things are going to be heating up at the Texas Capitol, but a lot's going to be decided on who's voted, you know, who's elected on November 8th. Early voting starts two weeks before that. So the deadline to register. Uh, to vote is uh, has passed, so make sure you got your registration card and whatever information you need when you go to the ballot box and start taking a look at the candidates around your area. And as I mentioned, we've got a resource from our partner organization, Texas Values Action. If you want to look at FreeVotersGuide.com, great website and resource. Uh, for that. And take a look at what we recently did in Round Rock. We've got an update on how we're helping a parent uh, in the Round Rock School District as the majority of that school district continues to have this shadow policy allowing boys to undress in the girls' locker room, even in high school. It is unacceptable. And we've got to continue to push back against these things. But they continue to want to keep this information uh, mainly behind closed doors. They don't want to have a public meeting about it. And, and I think it creates an environment where they want people to think it's not really happening, but it is. And so um, look at some of the updates we have on what we're doing on that particular issue. And um, But continue to watch uh, um, our social media channels to see what's happening. We just released our highlight video, too, from our policy event on the Save Women Sports Issue. It's about a two-minute video. If you haven't seen it, some of the most striking, some of the most Passionate and really heartbreaking comments about what's happening in that from an actual athlete who was a swimmer against Leah Thomas, this guy that decided to to um, race in the, the women's division, who's from Austin, Texas. Leah Thomas, that's the athlete. Uh, he was going by Will Thomas when he was a high school athlete for Westlake High School here in the Central Texas area. So check that out on our social media channels. All these reasons why we protect faith, family, and freedom is why you should consider making a tax deductible donation today. It's kind of a mouthful, isn't it? Sometimes a tax deductible donation. We are an official 501c3 nonprofit organizations. So donations to our work and to our uh, organization are tax deductible to the full extent that the IRS allows. So go to our website, txvalues.org, make that tax deductible donation today so you can help us protect faith, family and freedom in the state of Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.